Hello, and welcome to the Think Happy Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Cuevas. I'm a lover of French Rose coffee, golden doodles, and pump-up music. I believe happiness is something we each create for ourselves and that you are in the driver's seat of your own life. Yep, you. Join me each week as we chat with guests about their personal happiness journeys and dive into practices that you can incorporate into your daily life to help you be, well, happier. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Think Happy Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Cuevas. Holy moly, you guys, this is episode 20. What in the actual world? I cannot believe we're here. And I just want to start by saying thank you. Just thank you so much for being part of this community. Not even a year ago, this podcast was just an idea I had just a dream. So let this be a reminder to you that you can do anything you want to, guys. Those dreams you have, those goals, those aspirations, they are out there waiting for you. And if you put in the energy, they can totally be yours. So not too long ago, I asked you guys on Instagram how we should celebrate episode 20. And you asked for my mom to come on the show. So ask and you shall receive you guys. Today for episode 20, we are joined by my wonderful, loving, strong, beautiful mother, Megan Dunlap. But first, I have a question for you. Have you joined the Think Happy Patreon yet? If yes, thank you. If no, why not? You are missing out, you guys. Being a Patreon member is only $5 a month and you get super fun benefits, including monthly bonus episodes and access to resources like journal prompts, meal planning templates, and goal setting sheets. 100% of Patreon um, income goes back into this podcast. So if you enjoy this show, please consider joining. Okay, so the time has come for you to officially meet my mom. Normally, at this point in the show, I give an introduction to our guest. And I've got to say, my introduction for my mom is going to sound a little different than it does for our other guests. So meet my mom, one of my absolute best friends. The woman who brought me into this world, raised me, supported me, loved me, and maybe most notably taught me how to make the most delicious mashed potatoes. (laughs) She's a woman of many strengths and also many nicknames. Meegs, Meegy, Mamie, Mumsy, the list goes on and on. So mom, thank you so much for being here and welcome to the Think Happy Podcast. I am so excited to be here. Yay. (laughs) I'm so happy you're here too. It feels surreal. It does. It does. Okay. So just to start, tell us a little about you. Well, um, let's see. Been married um, almost 36 years. So that's crazy. Can't believe that. Yes. Um, A mom of three daughters. Um, I am the director of a small preschool and Mother's Day Out program out in West Houston. Mm -hmm. And um, I like to cook. I love to drink wine. Wine. (laughs) And yeah, so that's just, you know, been here in Houston for a very long time, born in California and um, made our way here. And so this has been home for quite a long time. Awesome. Okay, so I feel like a good starting point and something that uh, a lot of the listeners had requested was just learning more about you and dad and y'all's story. I mean, y'all's marriage is something that I look up to so much and Oakley does too. And so I just think it's such a beautiful story of, you know, being in it together for the long haul. So just walk us back to when it all started. Well, let's see. So um, we were both in Austin Mm -hmm. and I had just um, finished at UT. So hook him. Got to get that in there for my little (laughs) Aggie daughter and (laughs) son-in-law. But so dad was working for, of all things, a 
copier dealership. Mm-hmm. He was a manager at a copier dealership. And um, scandalous, he hired me <laughs> for my first job at a school. But yes. to be fair, I was dating someone, as was he. Mm-hmm. So we were just started as friends. And um, it eventually developed into something else, obviously. Yes. And then... Um, Daddy was transferred to College Station to open up an office there. Right. And so sometime after that, Dad and I ended up getting married, and he forced the Longhorn to go (laughs) move to College Station, which actually worked out to be just fine. And then um, from there, we moved to California. And that's where Caitlin Elizabeth was born. So she's actually a California girl. Maybe you guys did not know that. Yeah, but that's I don't where know if they did know that. Yeah, so. I was born in San Diego, you guys. Mm-hmm. So she and I have that in common. I we was do. born, yes, actually, um, in Berkeley, but still. Mm-hmm. And then we were there for about, let's see, two years. And then Daddy took a job back in Houston. Right. And here we've been in Houston ever since. But um since like 93 since 92 92 is when we moved back yeah and we've been in west houston the entire time but yeah it's a wow guys i mean 36 years that's crazy i I know i know and when my mom used to when bb used to say things you know I can't believe it's been this long. I can't believe I'm this age. And you, your younger self thinks, yeah, right. But now I know exactly what she's talking about because yeah. you cannot believe this is where you are. I remember um, when Oakley and I bought our house. So you guys, Oakley and I have been in our house for probably, what year was Harvey? Hurricane Harvey. That was four years ago. Okay, so Oakley and I have been in our house for four years and when we were first moving in you and I were talking and I told you I just feel like too young to be doing this I feel not old enough to have a mortgage to have a house and you told me you said Caitlin I still feel that exact same way and you told me a story you were like not even a week ago I was at the store looking for front doors I guess you were buying a new front door. Uh That's right. And you said that while you were there at the store, you got this feeling when you were looking at front doors, like, who, how am I supposed to know how to pick out a front door? (laughs) Why? I don't know what I'm doing. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, there's so many times when there are things that someone will ask you, what should I do? And you think, why are you asking me? Yeah. But, you know. Here we are. Here we are. I guess we know more than we think we do. I guess so. I guess so. Mm -hmm. Okay, but first, I have a question for you. Have you joined the Think Happy Patreon yet? If yes, thank you. If no, why the heck not? You are missing out. Being a Patreon member is only $5 a month, and you get super fun benefits, including a monthly bonus episode and access to resources such as journal prompts, meal planning templates, goal setting sheets, all that fun stuff. 100% of Patreon income goes back into this podcast. So if you're enjoying the show, please consider joining. Okay, so... You're back in Houston. Mm -hmm. Um, I was born in 90. 92, you came to Houston. And then 95, Bailey, my middle sister, was born. Yes. So in 95, like you said, um, Bailey was born. So Caitlin was about five years old. And um, so we just, Caitlin was, how can I describe Caitlin as a big sister? (laughs) As an initial big sister, as with many um, siblings, she was a little, um, shall we say, put off by the fact that there was someone else. <laughs> you ruined my life. That, yes, kidding, we did. I, you, I a know. Lot. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. A lot. <laughs> but she did think that you ruined her life for a while. At one point, she very sweetly wished that maybe Bailey would get um, run over by a truck <laughs> and then instantly thought, no, 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 I don't really mean Just that. Kidding. But the words were already out. So, but, you know, it. Depending upon the age between your kids, I mean, they're always the challenges and they're the benefits. And so with you guys being five years apart, you were obviously could be 
much bigger help than, mm-hmm. you know, had you guys been closer together. Um, and it's been fun to see how that relationship has, has grown over the years, but we can get to that. But so, yes, yeah, so then um, we adjusted, yes. you adjusted to being a big sister. Finally, somehow, and, some way. And thought that somehow this could work to your benefit, <laughs> that she could do things for you because mm-hmm. she Absolutely. just wanted to be with her big sister. So Caitlin, <laughs> for sure, guys, maximized the, if you want to hang with me, you've got to do what I want you to. So, yeah. you know. Megan was a lot nicer. Megan was, was way nicer. Yeah. And yes. So mm-hmm. Megan is my childhood and still absolute best friend in the entire world. We grew up across the street and three houses down from each other. Um, we um, like to consider her yes. the fourth daughter. She is. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm trying to get her to come on the show for one of these celebratory episodes. So come I'll on, Muff. You, guys you can to, do it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She better be listening to this right now. I know. Absolutely. Absolutely. We know where she lives if she's not. True. Yeah. Okay. So I interrupted you. Um, Bailey just wanted to hang out with me. Finally, I let her. You finally let her. I think (laughs) Megan said she would stop coming over if you didn't let, you know, (laughs) Bailey hang out. So that was part of the the deal there. So um, early on, I guess we should have had an um, inkling that this might be the direction Caitlin's life would take because she and Megan famously would make all kinds of movies air quotes guys which I'm sure (laughs) all of you made your parents endure many performances but this was when I believe the American um, girl doll Uh had the video camera oh yeah and so we had many many stories that we had to (laughs) and they would write scripts and um, every now and again I had to make a cameo in it because they needed some adult of some sort um, to obviously lend some legitimacy to this really <laughs> riveting story that they had concocted. And one of my favorites was the child who grew too fast. So, <laughs> guys, if you want to see it, I'm sure Megan can probably <laughs> unearth it from somewhere. But it was um, Bailey. Uh, no, let me think. Bailey was probably, I don't know, three or four at the time. Mm-hmm. So a picture of that they took of some American Girl doll with me, the mother, holding right. it, and then, you know, cut to, all of a sudden, two minutes later, the baby is now a three- or four-year-old, <laughs> and how could this have happened? So, I'm on the edge of my seat. I know. I actually couldn't tell you how it ended, but... <laughs> anyway. It was just probably a cliffhanger. Yes, but Caitlin has never been afraid of talking, and... <laughs> talking to strangers, talking to people she knows, it doesn't matter, and just putting herself so out there. So that was probably, maybe this was the precursor to yeah. here you sit That's today. That's so funny. I know. Look at that. I know. Full circle. Full circle. <laughs> so did you and dad know, because we have not talked yet about Emily, yes. my third sister. Mm-hmm. We're going in chronological order. Did you order. guys know that you wanted three children or... What was that like? So um, we didn't really have a number. We knew we wanted at least two children. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, after Bailey was born, not too long after that, um, I had some health issues that so I had to have a a hysterectomy Mm -hmm. um, just for as a, you know, cancer scare. And dad and I I mean that was really just it so we thought okay well the decision's been made for us because it really was a a no-brainer we didn't want to go down that road of tempting fate so Mm -hmm. took care of that and then um I don't know so a year or so later um I started feeling like gosh I, I wish that that door had not been closed right um understand you know don't regret the decision that daddy and I made but and at the time, we were volunteering um, for an organization called the Children's Fund. It's mm-hmm. a really, it's an amazing organization here mm-hmm. in Houston. Um, and but you volunteer, or they invite couples to be part of it. You volunteer. Um, it used to be for five years. I don't know if they still do it, but it was a five-year commitment, and you raised money for startup charities in Houston that helped children Mm -hmm. and one of the groups that we were raising money for was Casa de Esperanza Mm -hmm. and so I had decided that I would do some volunteer work there right and as so many of these organizations do you know they get you in there and it just you know tugs at your heartstrings and um, so we ended up 
saying that we would become certified to become foster parents. Okay. And do what's called respite care. So not that we'd take a a child in for a a long period of time, but if their foster family was going on vacation or wanted to take, you know, needed just a little weekend or something to themselves, that daddy and I would be prepared to, you know, help out. Right. Um, Well, that turned into me going over there weekly and volunteering. And then one day we get the phone call that says, hey, would you be willing to take a child for a longer term? Right. And dad and I at that point weren't quite ready. We had a a big um, event coming up that we were planning for the children's fund, mm-hmm. and we just didn't think we could give a child the necessary time. But it, it got me thinking about it and yeah. thinking more about is our family really complete? And mm-hmm. so, you know, daddy and I did a lot of praying about it, had a lot of friends praying as well and um just we really felt like the lord was moving us in the direction that you know our family was not complete yeah so um a couple months later we get a phone call and the one thing that daddy and i did say when we had talked to them about saying okay we would be willing to foster we weren't at this point talking about adopting okay um but we would foster we said but you know preferably not a newborn because you know now we've got a five-year-old and a 10-year-old we really don't want to be changing diapers anymore yeah so get a phone call and they say we have a newborn baby girl I'm like okay newborn (laughs) did you not read my form yeah (laughs) um so again daddy and I talked about it and we talked to you and Bailey and as you know, a typical 10-year-old and 5-year-old, they're like, oh my gosh, yes, what is, you know. Let's have a baby. Let's have a baby. So we all went to meet Emily. I don't know if you remember that or not, but um, we met her, spent time. You guys got to hold her Mm -hmm. and everything, and she just, oh my gosh, talk about a beautiful baby. And um, so we finished the visit and let them know that you know we would talk about it as a family and we Mm -hmm. all went and we got burgers somewhere and I can't remember where but we were sitting outside and talking and you girls just your enthusiasm was off the charts so um lo and behold we ended up deciding that we would foster Emmy right and then you know naturally you foster and you develop such a strong bond with this child and could not imagine life without Emily and so that roller coaster ride started of you know Mm -hmm. um you know would she be eligible to be adopted and all of that and so but Emily you know was with us from three weeks and never left and when she's a little over a year old we officially adopted her I do remember remember that that, going to the mm -hmm. I do I do I remember because we adopted her at the beginning of a year, right? At the beginning of... No, actually, we adopted her. It was August because uh, uh, um, uh-huh. Caitlin's grandfather, who had been diagnosed with lung cancer, mm-hmm. they had just come here from California so he could be treated um, at MD Anderson. And so okay. he was in the picture and he was there, which was so amazing. They were yeah. there the day that um, Emily was adopted. So that was just, Aww. yeah. I do remember being at the courthouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh. I know. I know. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. That was so long ago. I know. 20 years ago. So, yeah. So, I can't believe that that just 20. I know. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. That's the... So, that's how Emily came. That's so, how Emily came. And then there were three. And then Dad and I were really certain that that was it. We're done now. Yes. We are done yeah. now. And so... Bailey and I are almost five and a half years apart. Bailey and Emily are five and a half years apart. And then Emily and I, almost to the day, just one day between us, are almost exactly 11 years apart. Yes. She's April 30th and I'm May 1st. Right. Yeah. I know. There we go. Call us crazy. Wow. Jeez. It just like takes me back to those times because I remember being in like sixth or seventh grade and thinking how like we would have daily um uh prayer Prayer requests requests. Mm -hmm. excuse me and like my prayer request was always 
like dear god please help us to keep emily yeah yeah i know we had a lot of people praying for that yeah oh so sweet you've heard me talk about the importance of exercise and how it's essential in taking care of yourself i preach that the key to having healthy exercise habits is consistency and that one of the best ways to stay consistent is to mix up the types of exercise you do my routine consists of bar and cycle classes at Moda Fitness and going on runs and walks in my neighborhood. Without a doubt, the classes at Motive are what I look forward to the most. The energy is contagious, the workouts are challenging, the instructors are knowledgeable, and I always leave feeling great. Motive offers a variety of classes, including bar, cycle, jump, yoga, and the newest class, circuit. At one studio, you can incorporate multiple methods. No more wasting your time going to and from studios that only offer yoga or only offer cycle. And guess what? I have a special offer for you. Use code THINKHAPPY, that's one word, for 10% off your next class package or membership package. This code is valid for the Memorial location in Houston. Go to MotiveFitness.com, that's M-O-T-I-V, for all class and membership package information and enter code THINKHAPPY at checkout. Okay, mom. So I'm going to like switch the gears a little bit okay. here. Um, I told you that leading up to this episode, all of the listeners, the whole Think Happy community was getting very excited. We had a lot of topic requests. We had a lot of questions that people sent in mm -hmm. specifically for you. Okay. Um, also for you and me both. Okay. So we're going to give the listeners what they asked for. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Good. All right, guys. Let's buckle up. I think good. Can I pass if I don't want to answer one? Not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, then. No passing. <laughs> okay, you guys. So first of all, thank you to everyone who sent in questions. Um, it really makes these episodes so fun. I mean, honestly, my mom and I would be having fun we without would. the questions, Absolutely. but it does help. We should have brought wine. I know. I was thinking that. I meant to bring bubbles. We should have. Darn it. Well, you're going to have to come back. I guess. Yeah. Um, okay. So, you guys, most of the questions that you guys sent in ended up falling into like one of two different categories. So, I have paired, I've grouped up the questions based off of those categories. Um the first category I'll call like parenting questions. And then the second category I'm going to call Caitlin and Megan questions. Okay, mom. So we will start with the parenting questions. Ooh, okay. Because I feel like you're a pro. Yeah. A total oh, pro. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Parenting yeah. for 100, please. Yes. For 100. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Mm -hmm. Okay. First question. This is a good one. And it's. It's more of like a convert. It's more of a topic request okay. than a specific question. Okay. So it is geared toward cultivating a relationship with your children. So specifically walking the line between I'm your mom, but also I'm your friend. I'm here for you. You can tell me anything. And the person who sent this question in is asking for that advice like at any age okay. of a child. Okay. Right. So what are your thoughts on that? Um. Well, obviously, when your child is young, I mean, you're their whole world because they're dependent on mm -hmm. you and um, you have a lot more control over what they wear and <laughs> what they do, what they eat. Yeah. Um, so, you know, where the, the challenge comes in really for me, I would say when school starts I mean you certainly can have mm -hmm. you know neighborhood relationships and whatnot but you really see the separation from you know your child when they're going off to school because mm -hmm. they're large chunks of the day when there's someone else that's you know involved and in influencing right. them so I think that um you know it's so hard as a parent and obviously I only have girls so I can only speak to mm -hmm. girl you know issues but I'm sure some of them are you know the same for both but little girls can be really mean yeah and <laughs> it's really hard as a parent when you see someone being really you know 
mean to your own child. Right. And let's face it, there's times when you see your own child doing things where you think, oh, shoot. So she was the one that started that. So I, my approach is you got to be honest with yourself first. I mean, you are going to love and support your child no matter what, but you Mm -hmm. can't be afraid to call them out on something. You you can't, um, you know, I feel like people sometimes fall into the pattern of enabling children that way. And it Mm -hmm. starts, you know, you can see at a young age, if you're always, like you were saying, trying to fix maybe a problem that they got into. And as I said, it, it really does start. I mean, I have, you know, vivid memories of in elementary school, you know, just speaking of you, Mm -hmm. um, when you would have conversations with the teacher, and you would know that other children were maybe not being you know, as nice. And, you know, your first reaction is you want to pick up the phone and say, "Um, hello. Yeah. You know, do you know what your daughter said to my daughter? And you (laughs) think, whoa, I I don't want to be that parent. Yeah. Um, So you find ways to empower your children, you know, talking to them about it at that age. It's I mean, role playing is awesome. And Mm -hmm. I mean, daddy was good at that, too. Yeah. Um, And so you kind of talk about different scenarios and maybe, you know, how you can handle that. And that's, you know, I think a good way of being supportive, Mm -hmm. but not feeling like you have to go put out the fire. I mean, every parent is going to know when it really is a legitimate time if something is, you know, so over the top that they actually need to step in. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the kind of stuff that I'm talking about is the squabbles that children have that you're trying to empower your children to, you know, find their voice so that they can, you know, helpfully navigate these. Because that's, I mean, let's face it, that's what you want for your child. Because at some point, you know, they're all going to leave the nest um, and you want a child that is, has that self-confidence that they know that they can speak and, um, you know, just know how to go about it that they've had experience doing yeah. that. So, um, and then as far as the, you know, and let me know if you think, you know, I've not answered something. Yeah, no, but I if think you, this is great. But if, you know, the the friend versus, you know, I am your friend. So as I was saying a few minutes ago, you are their friend. You are pretty much your child's world for the first mm-hmm. few years. You know, even if your child is, you know, going to daycare or doing a Mother's Day Out right. program or whatnot, you're still the biggest influencer in your child's life. Yeah. And so once they cross over in elementary school, it's fairly easy. The first, you know, through third grade, I'd mm-hmm. say that most children, and again, I'm talking about girls, maybe boy moms would be saying, nope, they weren't even telling me about their day <laughs> when they're in second grade. But I have been very, very fortunate that all three of my girls um, pretty much, I'll use this term, um, had diarrhea of the mouth when they come <laughs> home from school. They had no problem telling me what went telling you it all telling me at all and Caitlin really had no problem <laughs> telling me at all um so but then you see it start to change like older elementary school mm-hmm. fourth fifth grade I would say and it could even be younger now I mean kids seem to you yeah. know things happen younger nowadays um and so then that's when you begin to feel the child kind of wanting to exert more independence right, and even yeah. little things like you know okay how about you wear that shirt with that those jeans and they think no mm-mm, that's not gonna happen yeah. so you start to see things like that oh, I, I know imagine not picking what Ellie wears I know I know sorry but I'd like to say it's not gonna happen <laughs> but it's gonna happen but it's gonna happen it is just hope she's got good taste yeah <laughs> <laughs> I could tell you guys stories about some of the things Caitlin wore let me tell you <laughs> Thank goodness she now has great fashion sense. Fantastic. <laughs> I learned from the best mom. Thanks. Yeah. So um, you, and it's such trial and error. I mean, it's easy for me to sit here and say this is what you should do because I have made so many mistakes along the way. But, um, you know, you are still involved enough, but you got to develop a thick skin as a parent, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, because when you, you're child finally says to you oh well no so-and-so's mom is the one that's going to be in charge of the school dance and you're thinking oh but wait (laughs) that needed to be me because I had all these ideas you just have to learn that 
it's all going to come back around. I mean, yeah. it, it really is. So learning to not take those kinds of things personally, mm-hmm. as long as other things are humming along in a good way, I mean, I, I think you just have to let some of that stuff go. And, you yeah. know, in the grand scheme of life, you know, sitting where I am now, you look back and you think, why did I even really care yeah. about that kind of stuff? And you're all going to go through it because you it's just, it's, you know, parenting and being yes and loving a child loving another being that you never thought you would feel this much love for I mean it's hard to to put that kind of stuff into words and so you're going to feel you know all kinds of emotions at all phases of life but I think that for me and my girls um and I think other parents would probably agree with this best time to hear stuff and know what's going on in their lives is when you're you know schlepping them around in carpool yeah because they open up and talk and you know if you're that parent that's not interrupting they forget you're there and so it's a great way to kind of be able to get a feel for what's going on in their life without having to ask so many questions um and then just being open to them you know taking the judgment out and again Mm -hmm. This is, I'm, you know, easy for me to say, absolutely not that I have not struggled with this throughout the years, but you just, you know, you find out your, your child did something that you're not thrilled about. Mm -hmm. And so your knee jerk reaction is, you know, as soon as they get home from school, I am going to get in there. And I mean, think about it. Nobody likes somebody getting in their face. Yeah. And so usually if you can give it some time and for me talking things over, you know, like you were saying, well. Megan, your best friend, well, it's just is so convenient because her mom, Megan's mom, is one of my best friends. And so we were able to talk through things and you kind of de-escalate stuff. Mm -hmm. And obviously, daddy was huge in it. You know, he's a very, very involved father and to this day is just a very involved father. And so let time go by. Don't, you know, it doesn't need to be solved that day. You know, again, depending upon the situation, and it's not like they have just committed some you know felony somewhere yeah. or something it can wait till tomorrow or it can wait you know 24 hours just to let you calm down mm-hmm. figure out a game yeah. plan before you approach them and I think your child appreciates that and then one other thing I would say is just <coughs> learn to say I'm sorry and it's okay if you say I don't know if you yeah. don't know the answer and it's still you know, hard for so many of us to just say, I'm sorry, or mm-hmm. admit when we're wrong, but it helps build relationships with your children so, so much that they see that that not yeah. as a character flaw, but really as a, a strong, you know, yeah. character trait. I think what's so interesting about some of the things that you just brought up, um, specifically, like letting time pass to kind of diffuse the situation absolutely learning to apologize and learning to admit when you don't know something what's so interesting about you bringing those up with parenting is I think those are also just really good things to learn in life right like just really good way to be just a good human Mm -hmm. you know and like I think that sometimes it's easier to treat people who aren't so close to you with like that right to Absolutely. to give them the benefit of the uh-huh. doubt to apologize to you know take the fall for something but then when it's the people who are closest to us maybe like a spouse or a child, a child. Mm-hmm. for some reason it at least for me like it's harder to take that oh, approach absolute, with I, the yes. people who are closest to you mm-hmm. i completely agree yeah but no, that's just such good advice. I feel like I should have brought a notebook and written <laughs> stuff down. Good thing you're my mom. Good thing I know where to find yeah, you. Yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, that actually kind of answered two of the questions oh, wow. that we had here. Okay. Yeah. So that, that was just so good. Um, okay. Another one of the questions that falls into the parenting category is kind of more generic. Okay. What's it like? And this I know came from a boy mom. Okay. Okay. So what's it like having three girls and now being a grandmother to another girl? (laughs) Well, um, 
let's just say it's heaven. No, I'm just yeah, <laughs> it is perfect. It is yes, blissful. Absolutely. No hormone issues, no. raging or any of that. Never Rainbows ever. and butterflies and mm-hmm. Girl Scout cookies. Yes, yes. Um, I will say that um, my girls and I like to consider Mike the luckiest man in the world because Which he's he got, yeah. he is. I mean, mm-hmm. the three of us and now Ellie. So now Eleanor, yeah. Oakley falls in this category too. Look at oh, him. Yeah. Um, so it is, I, I mean, it, I love being a girl mom. I mean, yeah. I just, I do. It's, but you know, had I had boys or a boy, yeah. it would have been the same. So what I can say is each one of them though is very, very different. Mm-hmm. And daddy and I have actually talked about this before. I think being a mom to only girls you know for our generation Mm -hmm. was much easier than like generations prior because girls now or you know when you guys were growing up did all kinds of sports and so there was more things and I feel like our generation was maybe a turning point um where men were more involved in things at home but okay. I mean let's get real because it doesn't yeah. matter I mean still <laughs> sorry sorry guys but the mom generally ends up with the bulk of stuff uh-huh, yep. pretty much and so you can speak to your generation and I can speak to mine yeah. but I think vastly different than like my parents I mean okay. my parents yeah. were clearly uh, you know the um I don't know if you guys even know what this show is leave it to beaver which was yeah you know the mom would have the heels on and the apron and the pearls mm-hmm. around her neck when you know dad got home from work and the newspaper waiting and a, yeah probably a, uh-huh, and a stiff drink and you know dad never sort of so at least yeah. you know we didn't have that going on right. so I feel like um and now I've totally forgotten exactly what it was that you were asking oh. I've gotten off on this whole no. big we were talking tangent well so the question was what's it like oh having being three a girl that's right yeah. that's right so um I feel like it it's probably very similar to having boys except that um you know the hormones yeah. I know are a bit different mm-hmm. and um whatever you're thinking boy moms girls can be just as messy let me tell you (laughs) I am here to tell you oh my gosh and maybe even more so because there's usually 10 you know outfit changes before they make it out the door yeah and they're all on the floor but (laughs) um so I I don't have a good answer for that I just think that it's you know that's but so something you said actually made me think of a follow-up question that's not on my list okay so being a mom just of multiple children yes each child is different right so how do you go about like do you tweak your parenting for each child or do you like teach a child to fall in line with your parenting or like how does that look right um well your first child at least and again speaking for daddy and me and certainly many of my peers you know it's just you do probably more research than you will ever (laughs) do um and you will try many different things and so I think that you hit on something Mm -hmm. probably you know you fall into that comfort zone for me again trying to go way back in the recesses of my memory but by about six months to a year you kind of feel like okay I have a general idea of you know parenting yeah and then by about a year and you can tell me that Mm -hmm. you do you start to see you know slight personality traits of Ellie's I'll bet you're starting to see a little bit yes yeah so you you know just likes and dancing to music Uh yeah she did not get that from her grandfather did she oh no no okay no make that real clear from Um, her mom and her grandmother there you go yes so um And then you just, you begin to adjust without even really knowing. I Mm -hmm. mean, it'll crack you up that you'll see, you know, your child doing something and say you've got a babysitter coming in or something and you instantly will have, okay, if she does this, here are the four things that you can do just because now you know. Right. And then the second one comes along and you, again, for Mike and me, we pretty much did what had worked for you. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. most of that 
worked. You know, you do some tweaking. Mm-hmm. And again, because you guys, you know, the five years apart. So um, things advance. There's more technology. There's yeah. more things that you're, you know, alert for and whatnot at a younger age. But parenting the two of you, similar. Mm-hmm. Now, different personalities, <clears throat> but as far as the way we structured our parenting and whatnot, right. very similar. And then Emmy, um, so as all of you know now, Emily, you know, was adopted mm-hmm. and, you know, been with us since she was three weeks old, but she suffers from um, anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And as, you know, Ketty, as you know, um, so she has some, you know, issues and that daddy and I had never dealt with before. And so that learning curve, and that's something that we are still dealing with today, um, has been a lot of trial by fire, a lot of looking at ourselves and thinking, why in the world did we ever do this? Why didn't we try that? I mean, there's a lot of, um, you know, and what I would, one thing that you know, I feel like Mike and I, and we are still learning because, you know, she's still living at home. And mm-hmm. although, I mean, she's just an amazing, amazing yeah. young woman, um, but has challenges that we have no personal experience with. So right. we have had to, you know, you talk about learning to say you're sorry and um, just because we don't know what it's like. And so she is yeah. doing a lot of educating us and we've had a you know as you know it's been a very um you know it's not the the path that we thought we would be going on right but it's exactly the one that we you know need to be on yeah so we have um so with her it's it was a lot of learning and still learning and trying new things and seeing you know how that will work but Emily at this phase in her life is able to help so much more with that because she's so much better at verbalizing Mm -hmm. and letting us know what's going on and I feel like we've gotten to a point where dialogue is much better right but again there there was no manual for this so for parents who are you know dealing with children that you know have any of these issues right you know um you're not alone you are not oh you are definitely not alone there's so many I mean wouldn't you agree that Mm -hmm. since we have you know um, had Emily in our, our life that we have met more people that deal with some of the challenges oh, that we yeah. deal with that you never, ever would have known. So I guarantee Absolutely. you, you know, the, the people that you least expect to have, you know, gone down this road. I mean, you just never know. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. it's, it's like you only know and what you know. Right. <clears throat> and then once you have been down a path like that, like your eyes are, so are so open and like your range of vision is so broad now that you're able to see other people who were are in your life who are going through or have been through similar situations and I think that it's just like it just makes me think how I'm so thankful that like right now in 2022, like mental health is something that is spoken about more. Right. And I can't even imagine what it was like for families oh. um, before mental health was a a topic of conversation. Right, where you weren't as shamed appropriate. or Yeah, absolutely. exactly. Because I can just only, I can't even imagine how isolating that would feel because it already can feel isolating and it's not mental health I think so many things in parenting can feel isolating also absolutely Um, when your baby's first born you know like that feels super isolating Mm -hmm. you feel like you have this baby that's literally glued to you who is relying solely on you for survival right you don't get a say in how you spend your the hours of your day and when you sleep and when you do anything and like that's it's a different way of feeling isolated as a parent but I think it's so important to remember that like it's never just you right there's always other people who at that same moment in time are going through that exactly also. no yeah. so true so true yeah. and one thing that's just I wanted to just put this out there that um you know going you know having Emily in our lives um has 
I think changed, you know, the way that our whole family, like you were saying, mm-hmm. views this and um, and that Caitlin and Bailey are phenomenal, Aww. just phenomenal. That's so sweet. I love you, mommy. Love you, too. Okay. Meaning phenomenal with their sister. Aww. Such a big support. Thank you. Well, I love my sisters. I know. I yeah. know. Um, okay. We have some fun questions. Now. Oh, good. Yes. Okay. So we, you guys, we are moving into the Caitlin and Megan Ooh. questions. Okay. This one is really fun. <laughs> what is raising little or what was little Caitlin or no here? Sorry. <laughs> Rewind. What was it like raising little Caitlin versus our relationship now? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, well, so what was it like raising me? Oh my gosh. What karma do I have coming my way with Ellie? You know, <laughs> you know how Ellie is kind of nonstop? Oh yeah, she's yeah. nonstop, you uh-huh. guys. There you go. There you go. So, yes, Caitlin, um let me just tell you, this girl's imagination is phenomenal. So, Aww. she dream <laughs> she dreams big things and she is an achiever and you could see that um early on. But Aww. aw so sweet thanks so raising you was I mean it really it, oh my gosh I'm thinking about you and I have the vivid memories I was talking about mm-hmm. of um you know her dressing style <laughs> but she would when you would pick her up from school so I was still I worked full-time mm-hmm. when until Bailey and then worked part-time and then so I was working full-time and we'd pick Caitlin up um, after school Mm -hmm. and she'd come toddling in she always (laughs) wore tights you guys I mean weren't they white yes white tights it could be a hundred degrees outside (laughs) in Houston uh and we're talking three or four-year-old Caitlin and so the tights you'd put on a fresh pair of tights every day because she wanted to wear them with a skirt with like a turtleneck and then this oh lovely gosh. sweater that, you know, you'd have to pry off of her body and wash <laughs> while she was sleeping. Um, and holes in the tights because, do you remember, you would go on the monkey bars and yeah. you got all those the blisters. horrible blisters on her hands, you guys. I mean, yeah. to the point where her teacher finally said she can't go on them because she was ripping them off, and her, the blisters <laughs> off, and her hands would bleed. So she was... I loved the monkey bars. You did love the monkey bars. She was a ball of energy. She was obsessed with a show called Rescue 911. (laughs) Wait, that was a real show? That was a real show. (laughs) Yes. So it would take you... Here's, you know, really great parenting on Mike's and my part because we're letting her watch this show that they would have you know, real life emergencies Mm -hmm. and they were not nearly as graphic as some of the real life stuff you see today, but still thinking about it now, what were we thinking? (laughs) But she would then, those would be her bedtime stories because I was the queen of always making up bedtime stories. You were so good. Oh, thank you. And Mike had to stick to a story. So he just had to read a book, but you know, we'll get without falling asleep. Exactly. So we would be on in the backyard on the you know you'd be in your swing and we'd have to come up with rescue 911 stories so i mean <laughs> ad nauseum it would be well a dog was walking down the street <laughs> and uh, you know hurt his paw yeah. and this little girl named caitlin came toddling by the and curly so caitlin brown hair. Mm-hmm, so caitlin was always the heroine of the story of and course. you always saved whoever was there but that's when the oh, imagination wow. started with you and the dreaming big things and she was going to be you know someone who was rescuing and saving people and (laughs) always always with happiness though because the girl was always happy so but so so that was little Caitlin she was she was busy she was busy and she was fun and she loved life as she still does today I mean it's just people say I mean is she really that happy and it's (laughs) like I I mean yes not that she doesn't have her moments yeah. we all do but I mean you are generally the glass is always half full with Caitlin and is never half empty so Aww. that's something don't ever lose that thanks mom um so yeah now the our current relationship yes her current rela- it's, it's terrible just, it's awful it no. <laughs> I couldn't believe y'all wanted her to come on the show <laughs> exactly so um, it's the best uh-huh 
I love it. I do too. So it's just, so we have gotten to the point where, I mean, I would say we are definitely, you know, friends that I, there's not, I mean, there's certainly some things that you're never going to share with your parent or your child, but there's very little that I would not share with Caitlin. Same. Um, I like can't even think of yeah something that you don't know. All right. <laughs> so but it's so that's very gratifying that yeah we have gotten to that point because <clears throat> I know not everyone has that. Right. And I, I think that um, just always keeping the communication lines open when you mm-hmm. were younger and we're a family that keeps in touch a lot so yep. much so that people when dad and I travel and yeah. they always say, oh, who was that? Well, it was Caitlin. It was Bailey. No, it was Emily. Okay. They've all three. You've <laughs> talked to them all three today. We're like, yep. Three times. Uh-huh. All of them. All three times. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Grown up Caitlin, she's a fun person to be a friend with. And she's Aww. loyal and she's there for you. And it's just, it's. I love being friends with you, mom. Oh, me too. It's so fun. I know. It's so much fun. I love her. One thing that I really appreciate about you is like you don't when when I say you don't coddle me what I mean is like when I come to you for advice like you give me true advice you don't give me advice through rose-colored glasses where like oh Caitlin like well you're always right and so whoever did said something else like they are in the wrong and you like what's coming to mind right now is just like stuff with me and Oakley you know Mm -hmm. like you are so level-headed and you help me stay level-headed where like you're not the mom who's like well um it must have been Oakley's fault then right you know if they're in an argument Oakley must have screwed up no like you're you're able to like take a step back and look at a situation from a bird's eye view and give just like really thoughtful sound advice which I so, so appreciate. Well, I appreciate that, too. I mean, I think that that, you know, talking about parenting tips, you're not doing your child any favors if they never see that there are things that maybe they could have done mm-hmm. differently. Um, and at the same time, that doesn't mean you're not always supporting them. And I think sometimes people confuse the two, that I need to be there for them and I need to be supportive. Well, being supportive doesn't mean you always have to think, they made the right choice yeah Um, yeah. but I mean for the record it's usually Oakley about 95% of the time right as it usually is with any male yeah okay okay absolutely good goes without saying Uh (laughs) (laughs) okay next question excuse me you guys that residual COVID cough I'm telling you Uh. okay what's it like watching your daughter start a business wow that's what (laughs) I'll say wow 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 um so you continue to impress me is what I will Aww. say. Um, uh, it When she first talked to me about the idea, I was, it, it was a concept I wasn't totally mm-hmm. familiar with. And yeah. so I was not, I felt like I could have maybe been more, cheerleader at that time because in so much of it I think was because I didn't like I said I mean obviously I know what podcasts are and I knew what I mean and this is we have to separate the two so writing the book Mm -hmm. Think Happy was like oh my gosh that I totally got totally a thousand percent cheerleading Mm -hmm. doing backflips this venture I that's when I went into a little bit of protective mom mode thinking yeah. oh my gosh and I started thinking what if it doesn't this and what if it doesn't that yeah. and what if she is spreading herself too thin and she's you know mm-hmm. she's about to become a mommy and blah 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 and so yeah. I in talking with some of you know my I have many many dear friends and two friends mm-hmm. who I most particularly rely on for stuff like that that are going to give it to me straight right and so in talking through things with them um educating myself a little bit more on what this whole venture was the coaching the, and uh, yes yeah. and so I think then re-engaging with her and I, mm-hmm. I I think maybe even having a conversation with you about maybe not understanding and maybe not being as enthused as maybe I could have should have would have been um I'm now just over the top excited because this is when I say that 
if anyone can make something happen, I promise you, it, it's you. I mean, if it's if there is a will, there's a way. Such a you know, yeah. old cliche, but it's so true that I think Aww. that. No, I'm so serious though. I really am. You should be my number one salesperson. <laughs> <laughs> we have different last names, so they wouldn't know. They would never know. <laughs> but so yeah, so I mean, Aww. watching you do this is it's been so fun, but seeing you growing just in your career in general, like mm-hmm. you know, when you first got out of college and started with Chick-fil-A and did yeah. so well with them and then fortunately Oakley came into your life so you because I she was probably about to move to Atlanta which yes. we were totally supportive of yes. but you know thank you Oakley um, <laughs> and kept me in Houston. it kept you in Houston and then seeing you work with daddy and mm-hmm. knowing that if you could work you know with your dad that's just another <laughs> and not I mean like anyone so working funny. with their dad yeah. you know but yeah daddy is well we all know daddy so yeah. um you know doing that and then now, you know, tackling this, mm-hmm. it's been, it's gratifying as a parent to see something that your child is passionate about and seeing them on the pathway to realizing that goal. Oh, what a good answer. Um, okay, so this is kind of in the same vein. Okay. And this is, we're, we're starting to wrap up here. Okay. Okay. So what... I'm so curious to hear your answer on this. What am I like in, or what is Caitlin like in real life Ah. versus when I'm not in the like think happy zone? Okay. Um, so Caitlin is legitimately happy most of the time. So what you (laughs) get on these podcasts, or if you're fortunate enough to be one of her friends in person that's pretty much what Caitlin Aww. is. Um, what I will say is um, you don't want to mess with hangry Caitlin because she <laughs> is actually she and her other two sisters really. Yes. Yeah. Bailey might be worse than you. Bailey, I think, might be worse. Yeah. Emmy's got some of it, but Caitlin mm-hmm. can be pretty dang hangry. Yeah. Um, there's hangry Caitlin. There is um, I have too much going on right now Mm -hmm. so I have very little time so I'm not paying attention to you Caitlin yep um and then that Caitlin is the one that usually you get a phone call from about 30 minutes later saying oh my gosh I did not give that the time that it needed and so she's circling back trying to you Uh know yeah so that's that's your you're pretty much what you see is what you get yeah just don't get her hangry just don't get her hangry. I think that the um, I'm stretched too thin, Caitlin, is also the one that is more forgetful. Oh, of course. I've been yeah. really forgetful lately. But I think a lot of that was the holidays plus Ellie's first birthday plus... It's just a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, it was a lot. Well, And that's sometimes like you talk about the holidays. I mean, people have so many high expectations for the holidays and we yeah. all just need to recognize it's a crazy time and we're never going to get it all done. Yeah. So... Um, that Caitlin also gets prone to, um, anxious feelings, anxiety. Yes. Yes. But it is what it is. It is what it is. You're always my first call when I'm feeling anxious. Well, good. I'm glad. Yeah. I want to be. Um, my second to last question for you. Okay. Ada Bishop sent in a very important question. Ooh. Hi, Ada. She would like to know if, um... We can all three go on a lunch date. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Done. Done. (laughs) Easiest question I asked. Yes. Now, that's a wrap. No. (laughs) Yeah. Almost it is a wrap. But first, um, final question. Okay. I ask this to all of the guests on the show. Mm -hmm. Do you have a life or happiness hack that you find helpful and that our listeners might want to adopt in their own lives? Okay, so um, I do have an answer for this because Caitlin did give me the heads up that this question would be asked because I would have been like, you know, flummoxed if I had not had the (laughs) little. Um, A lot of people probably do this, but I love music. Mm -hmm. And so happiness hack for me would be if I feel myself becoming overwhelmed or just stressed about something Mm -hmm. and need a release, 
I've got some songs that I will just listen to and they instantly I mean everybody's got to have that song that puts them in a good mood puts a smile on their face so that's what I would say just find those go-to songs that's what I do that's so good what's your number one go-to um well it's probably going to be might be don't stop believing oh yeah I love so, that. I know. Um, for my jump mock. Yeah. Um, that was my finish line. Oh. Yeah. A fun remix of uh-huh. it. Well, Mom, thank you so much for being here today. Of course. It was a blast. Thank you for just all of your love and support. And I true, I don't think we would be at episode 20 if it wasn't for your encouragement. Aww. I just, thank you for that. Well, I love you, Mom. I love you too, baby. So, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this. I, I just already know that you did enjoy it. Um, it was so good. And that's a wrap for episode 20. So, if you could do me a huge favor and just share this episode with a friend or a family member, your mom, don't forget to tag me at thinkhappy underscore co i would so love to connect with you guys and y'all i can't wait for the next 20 and i'll see you next week for another new episode of the think happy podcast from the bottom of my heart thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the think happy podcast if you just can't get enough find me on instagram at thinkhappy underscore co that's co and online at thinkhappyco.com See you next week.